This week, the comics industry lost a legend when artist Darwin Cook lost his battle with cancer. Darwin was a true visionary with a unique voice that has been silenced far too soon. This episode is dedicated to him. Darwin, good journey. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 221, for the week of Wednesday, the 18th of May, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. Adam. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow and David Boy's Toys and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Kotobukiya Marvel Now Artifacts Magic Statue, the SH Figure Arts Ranma One Half Ranma Satomi Girl Type, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Hasbro Captain America Infinite Legends Giant Man Wave. Gentlemen, how are we all? Well, yeah, pretty good. Uh, ben, are you still ben. alive, Ben? I'm sick. <laughs> ben, you need to take more like vitamins, man. Uh, I think what it was was doing a training course for work, which was three days. And I turned up at the start of the first day, sat at a table with uh, five other people, and three of them all had quite significant colds. Oh, awesome. So they're all blowing noses and coughing, and they're like, oh, but this training is just so important. And, it's like, and so I was making the room sick, and sure enough, by the end of the week, I was sick. But then everything as I knew it has gone to hell because Justin sent me a text during the week. He dug out his old VHS copy of Star Wars and said, yes, indeed, C-3PO has a silver right lower leg (laughs) (laughs) yes i i was listening to uh, that when i was editing the show and uh the first time i listened to it i was driving and i was so desperate to do like (laughs) you know google image search but i thought that would be bad Um, (laughs) yes i was waiting for the retraction um there you go there you go there you go Hey, but you know, at least we're honest, right? Like we we give we um when we're wrong, we we say we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Well, I'm sorry, you're unwell. Uh, everything I know is a lie. <laughs> we seem to have started with you. So, anything else noteworthy from your week besides being sick and wrong? No, that's it. That's nothing, it. Okay. Nothing can bring me up. Adam, have you been sick or wrong this week? I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Right. I've just been getting smashed with work for the last few weeks and um, I've got at least another week of getting smashed before I get, like, maybe a day or two of not getting smashed. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking what kind of jobs you work in where you get smashed. <laughs> yeah. Um, alcohol testing. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Oh. Where do I apply? Beer, beer taste testing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. All of these sounds like good ideas. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, Actionfigurebrewery.com. Actionfigurebrewery. <laughs> yeah. The company that I work for 
like our main product is my product, which is an education product. But we have another product, which is a management system for wineries, um, which unfortunately I do not get to have anything to do with. I've offered test testing, quality control, <laughs> whatever is required. But no, I'm the education guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a job I could handle. The road trips would be awesome. Oh well, yeah. Unfortunately, there, you know, most of the people in that industry have no money, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so it's all it's a pretty um, uh, it's actually an incredibly clever tool what it does, um, but it's a the kind of thing that it niche. needs. Some, yeah, it's very niche. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, Eddie, have you been sick, wrong, or drunk this week? Uh, yes, I was actually very drunk <laughs> three. last night. Last night? Uh, which did lead to a uh, very nice rendition of Tenacious D's tribute at a karaoke bar, which was oh. uh, a lot of fun. Is there um, video? There might be, actually. <laughs> if I can, I, I, I have no shame at all. I will. If there is video in the end, I'll put it on the AFB <laughs> Facebook page. That's a promise. But I had a huge week. Uh, This time last week was free comic book day, uh, which I was down at All-Star Comics assisting there where we had just each year just gets bigger and bigger. The queue got to an hour and a half. Wow. I think was the wait time to get into the store. And we actually this year like printed up sheets and people were ticking off the books they wanted before they even got into the store and all that. So the queue was actually moving really quick. Um, it was probably the quickest moving queue we had, but yeah, just, uh, that event just keeps getting bigger and bigger and massive and massive in Melbourne and which is fantastic. I think we're definitely making our mark as a comic capital and it's always nice to see so many people turning up for the ones and Troy and Mitch, they do a great day all around, but uh, it's 14 hours on our feet for the whole crew. Um, oh, come on, so a few of us were, were on the front of house team, so we went for beers afterwards. So another good story, because um, we sort of finished up slightly earlier, the front of house team went to a bar called Sherlock's down in Melbourne, and we were all still in costume, so mine was a bit easier. I was the goon, but I went in there with Superman I- and Spider-Man, and we sat down and had a good uh, beer, but we're getting quite a few looks from the pub regulars <laughs> being in costume. But yeah, and then just a lot of the other getting smashed was like Adam, just work all week. I think it's just that time of year. Yeah, for sure. But it pays for our toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of smashing. Yeah. How about you, Mr. Scotty? Oh, smashing all over the place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The highlight of my week was having a, you know, like I do, I do consulting, I do training, and when you do training days, sometimes you have just an awesome group of people that you love spending time with, and then sometimes, you know, it's just not as fun. Um, you know, people find it a bit hard or whatever, and I had one of those kind of days that was a bit of a slog. And then to top it off, uh, I w- it was actually run out of school, and we got stuck in a forty-five minute lockdown. Oh. Um, this is where you know it's the uh, like either someone's on the site that shouldn't be, or you know whatever. And so it's the turn the lights off, turn the blind, you know, close the blinds, sit on the floor, don't make a sound, kind of thing, um, which is dreadfully exciting. So mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but then the funny thing was is that it actually 
kind of turned this grip that I thought was going to be a bit of a just tough grip to train into it just kind of broke it broke the ice <laughs> like, <laughs> like we, you know, we survived this thing together and so everything just worked really well from there so yeah. so the moral of the story is scotty's adding this to his training day programs that That's he's running right. he's yeah. just gonna <laughs> hire someone to come to the school <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. train under duress That's yeah. right. come to the school and make a scene and uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's sad that um, schools yeah. have to have those procedures. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Very sad. Yeah, is that the second time you've had a story involving a school lockdown this year? I feel like we've had this topic just recently as well. On really, I've, yeah. I've, I've I've been in a few like um, you know evacuations, like fire drills <laughs> or. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. That's always fun. Um, nah, this is the first time I've ever been in a lockdown. I've never been in a lockdown the whole time I was teaching. Like drills, yes, but a real thing, no. Okay. Um, maybe it was drill talk. Yeah, maybe it was drill talk. Sure. <laughs> that was really, like, <laughs> great, great, great fun. Um, but the other the other um, highlight of my week was uh, my oldest is, you know, when kids had to do a speech and, like, when kids do presentations, at least my kids, like, we have to listen to them to, you know, which is fair enough. And so we were in the middle of doing something else. My, my wife and I were talking and then the eldest came in and she was like, I'm really sorry, I need you to listen to this right now. And we're like, okay. And so <laughs> she gets her little cue cards going and she looks at us and she says, syphilis. <laughs> and we were just and then wonder why we were rolling around on the floor laughing. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we're like, Please tell me that, that is not the introduction to your speech. She's like, no, that's the topic, and I just wanted you to know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a catchy title. <laughs> it's a very catchy title. <laughs> and she was like, Well, all the cool diseases were taken. Gonorrhea was the other option that was left by the time she got there, and she was like, I knew that was oh. really nasty. I didn't want to do that one. So, you. <laughs> yeah. um, Some things should never be Googled. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, very funny. All right. Well, we have a lot to get through tonight, and I. Uh, Therefore, I suggest that we commence with some articulated news. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine could be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. It's not all the news, just the things that have caught our eye and interested us this week. And, Eddie, you have a swag of news to kick us off with, so over to you. I do. So the first bit of news I have comes from the folks at Sideshow, and it's a little bit of a preview, a tipping of uh, the bandana, if you will, that they are going to be doing statues based on the Nickelodeon-licensed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, so that's a line we definitely see a lot of. Uh, but Sideshow uh, are really skilled and wonderful at what they do, and it looks like these are going to be their own interpretations of the characters from the little bit of Leo we can see kind of coming through the shadow here. Uh, but it does also seem to be accurate to the uh, 
basic stylings of the characters. So uh, definitely interested to see what they do there as a Turtles fan. Uh, and I'll be keeping my eye. It is the Nickelodeon actual um, typo heading on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which would make you think it's the cartoon styling. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see Indeed. what comes out of that there. Uh, and I also have our Funko section this week. A lot of, uh, I'm not going to say strange choices for pop vinyls that have uh, been announced, but not brands that you'd uh, generally uh, would be the first things to come to your mind for them to announce this week. So we've had Golden Girls, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, all coming out with the different uh, pop vinyls. So lots of great <laughs> styling there. I am tempted whether I get a Dorothy for my Deadpool collection. <laughs> uh, might be one to add in there. i got to say, those Golden Girls like are sensational in terms of instantly recognisable. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at particularly, uh, I think, you know, Blanche and, and Dorothy, just look right away. Like, well, and yeah. Sophie is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although she you could also use her as a Maz Kanata for your new Star Wars ones <laughs> in there as well. And also, uh, did we talk about these ones? Were they announced with the episode last week, but the uh Batman Hero Imposter ones have no. we covered? No. So they're also doing a line of uh pop vinyls that are the Batman villains dressed up as Batman. So there's like a Harley Quinn with the red and black styling, a poison ivy in like a green Batman outfit, a Riddler, which is a Batman outfit with question marks, Two-Face with the splash line. So uh, they did one of these for one of their, I think it was a Loot Crate exclusive actually, uh, that was very popular as the Joker as Batman. So uh, obviously proved. Popsters. Yeah. Oh, they are too. I did not even get that. I just thought that was how you spelled imposter because I'm a terrible spell. That's what I was trying to help you out there and not, but you know, like you said, you have no shame. And you know what, mate? It's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Do you know what else I've just realized too? I thought for some reason they'd stuffed up and put two Harley Quinns out there, but they haven't. One of them's Batman dressed up as Harley Quinn, and yeah, one's yeah. Harley Quinn dressed as Batman. Yeah. Oh, oh. One of them's Batgirl, and one of them's Batman. I did not. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, this is just getting they're getting crazy confusing. <laughs> I don't know who's who. <laughs> well, this is yeah. I tell you what, ah, this there, is not not. Go. I'm really a, a friendly line for the semi literate. Is it? It's um. <laughs> it is not. No. For sure. But, but you know, and definitely not my cup of tea, but I'm sure these will sell really well. Yeah. they. I can see them being uh, very quick movers there. I can imagine that uh, Joker going up on the secondary oh, market to as people trying. Well, and the Harley Quinn ones too. Although, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, there's uh, some of the Harley Pops seem to be hanging around now, so. I think it's just ones like that they know they're going to sell. I'd imagine, you know, you might see some hanging around, but they've also probably sold you know, 20 of those compared to the three uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombie ones that they might have sold through there. Uh, And while we're on the subject of Funko, 
I had a literal verbal reaction when I saw the news for this next piece uh, put through. Uh, and it's in their mystery minis line. They're doing a whole line based on Bethesda properties. So for those who might not be in the know, Bethesda is a video game company. They are very popular at the moment. They are releasing some of the biggest games going around, uh, so much so that their E3 presentation is usually one of the biggest ones if they choose to attend that year. Uh, so this is going to be a mystery minis line covering such properties as Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Dishonored, uh, Doom, which is a new one they've just added. The game just came out this week, uh, which I was very excited for because I think this is the first time we're actually getting a figure based on uh, the character who's known, quote-unquote, as Doom Guy, which is the uh, very silent protagonist that you play as in the Doom games that were very big when I was growing up in the 90s. Uh, he's kind of got a Master Chief-looking style. Uh, but one thing I completely missed, because it isn't listed in the properties that they're releasing in here, he was kind of hidden away here in the group. And that's a character known as Commander Keen, which was a game mm. that mm -hmm. I don't think, like it's one of those ones every now and then you'll find someone else who played this game, Commander Keen, uh, and you're just like, yeah, I played that game too. That was a great game. And it's just basically this 10-year-old with a stack hat who ended up in a spaceship and went to Mars and fights these, like, wolf aliens. But it was a great 2D side-scroller type game, uh, very similar done style as the early Duke Nukem side-scroller games. And it was just great. And there's a mystery mini of him just hidden in here. I didn't even realise it was a Bethesda property or maybe they've brought the rights to him recently. But oh. he was just sitting oh, in there and that got me giddy. I thought it was Apogee that did. Come but I could be wrong. Uh, it could be Bethesda are known for buying properties uh, later on when companies become kind of default through. So, And Commander Keen suits this mystery mini style perfectly. Like that just looks like a, you could have that by itself and it's a Commander Keen figure. So him and Doom Guy might be the very first mystery minis to actually go and track down. The one thing about these is that this is this new style of mystery mini that I don't like. I like that there's... I don't know whether they've actually changed the style or they've just got a different artist doing some of them, but uh, with the face sculpting, yeah, just well, yeah. not just the face sculpt, but the poses as well. It's a bit, it's just a bit kind of blander, and I, I, you know, the mystery minis to me had a a really distinctive style um, that gave it some cohesion across the different properties, and so I find it odd to kind of just change them but there you go mm. oh, i don't like it yeah <laughs> okay something else eddie <laughs> That's right. all right how would you like then for something completely different from tiny mystery box items to giant items that you know what you're getting because you're spending a lot of money on them and that's premium format statues so back to sideshow they have teased the First Order Stormtrooper premium statue. Uh, and it's not really so much of a tease. We're basically getting a shot from the waist up and he looks fantastic. There is little details in the gun that I have never even noticed uh, before coming in here. Like There's a little marking uh, near the blaster end there. Uh, but 
Re- really nice piece. Gosh, that that um, first order stormtrooper design is just so good. Yeah, like there's so many ways that they could have really mucked it up, um, and uh, it's very clever. Yeah, it's very rare that people can redesign something so classic but do it so yeah, right yeah, exactly. at the same time and still feel like it's actually is a progression in time and, you know, this is where that design would actually have gone to and, yeah, just really, really nicely done. I do have a, a few other little pieces from Sideshow here as well. Uh, they're also partnered with Hot Toys. And uh, a lot of Alien news going on with Alien Day just passed recently. And we've had the Alan Ripley Hot Toys uh, here released. So this is the 12-inch one, and it's her likeness based on Alien. Uh, So the very first film by Ridley Scott. Uh, She's wearing her space uh, jumpsuit, uh, comes with a flamethrower, little cat carrier case with, uh, I believe it's Jonesy the cat, uh, set up through in there, hot toys. So of course you're getting a whole bunch of hands. Uh, now one thing I noticed, I don't know if you guys kind of heard, uh, similar things, but I saw a lot of people not digging the likeness here on this figure, which I don't think it's that bad, but I don't know if I'm in the minority or there was just a vocal, uh, minority on Jonesy I've ever seen, but yeah. I think Sigourney looks fine. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I actually think it's a bit of a improvement from the uh, what we saw at uh, Toy Fair, um, because the hair was a bit uh, I don't know the hair in the way that the um, prototype at Toy Fair um, was was a little bit too much um, for me. Where they've toned it down a bit here. In fact, is it rigid or sculpted? It looks sculpted. Uh, sculpted hair. This yeah, isn't, and, yeah and, this is one of the things they've done, sculpted hair, rather yeah. than using rooted hair for yeah. a female. Whereas I think that the the um, prototypes, like we definitely saw a version that had rooted, that had rooted hair, mm. and um, I think actually the sculpted uh, works better in terms of a kind of more just movie-accurate um, look. So I, I'm a fan. Yeah. But having said that, I am going to hold out for aliens. Um, you know that that's my. I'm sure that's my because yeah. then you're going to have to get the power loader and the eventual queen when they do it, and they then they've just got your money. That's <laughs> just that. But no, I, I I think it looks good too. So you know, it's just very weird to see a lot of negative reaction to it coming mm. through online uh but if you are still not satisfied with your alien spending uh they did put up another piece this week uh and that is the alien king marquette from sideshow and he's gonna set you back about a thousand dollars us coming in and he's a Huge, creepy-looking dude. Uh, I believe this guy's based off a Dark Horse comics run uh, through here. There have been a couple of different interpretations of what an Alien King uh, might look like. There was a Kenner toy in that, but, uh, yeah, definitely. And he's actually got some regular aliens coming out of the base here uh, as well, so he's definitely larger than your basic aliens there um, yeah his height is that about 20 inches tall 
is it telling me height-wise? So, yeah, he's a big boy. It's definitely going to take up a bit of shelf space. But if you're an Alien fan, it's uh, definitely nice to see something new uh, coming through there. And on the other side of the galaxy, we have from NECA Toys, they are getting around to doing the one-fourth version of the Predator 2 City Hunter Predator. Uh, and uh, I think one of the cool features they're doing with these one-fourth uh, Predator figures is they've actually got LED lights in them. Uh, so you get that nice uh, red light coming out of their helmet for their targeting and also their detonator in their arm piece uh, also lights up and runs through the numbers there. So uh, definitely a cool piece if you're a Predator fan. Yeah, I, th- I think too, and I know we've talked about this before, that NECA's one-quarter scale approach, which is a um, you know, different uh, level of detail and uh, not as much mixed media with some of the figures, but you know it's a very different price point from that Hot Toys price point. And so, you know, if you, uh, and from the ones that I've seen, the quality is really impressive. Mm. Um, you know, like the, the penguin, uh, the Batman returns penguin, you know, as an example, that's a great figure. It's really, um, so if you wanted, you know, particular characters, but maybe didn't want to pay Hot Toys prices for them, they're definitely worth having a look at. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool. Because yeah, Hot Toys haven't released their penguin yet, have they? I remember we teased with him, but yeah, yeah. Oh, it's me done. Good. Oh, well, it must uh, be Adam's turn. Sure is. I'm starting off with one of the things that when I saw the the heading kind of confused me because it said Bishojo Edward Scissorhands and <laughs> me knowing fractionally amounts of Japanese knows that Bishojo is girl. Yeah, <laughs> the Shonen is boy. Um, so I was sitting there going, hey, okay, it's going to be interesting to see what we've got here. Um, it's uh, a standard Kodo Bishojo kind of uh, dealy. Um, Edward Scissorhands has been transformed into, I would call it Edwina Scissorhands, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, let's let's gender neutral the name. And, um, yeah, it's reimagining Edward Scissorhands as a... Um, a goth-looking girl, but without all the white makeup. So it's um, leather boots and uh, lots of leather strapping and a tattered kind of um, yeah. So it's an interesting um, concept of uh, uh, Edward Scissorhands as a girl. Um, well, this is I'm not a, loving it, but yeah, this this is part of a series. So they've done a Freddy um, in like a female Freddy, and I think a Jason as well. Yeah. Um, but in the yeah, Bishojo yeah. style. So definitely it's a bit of a stretch, but um, it, yeah. if you're enjoying that line, then this is going to go nicely with it. Yep, and it'll only cost you about 80 bucks US. Hey. Actually, you just reminded me, uh, one of the ones they did was a Ghostbuster, uh, which was a female Ghostbuster. Yeah, they did. Outrage. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They, there's, never, um, there, there's never has been and never will be female Ghostbusters. No way. Yeah. Shifty eyes. <laughs> so, moving on, uh, we have news that Hot Toys are doing Deadpool Cos Babies as a series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're going to be about three and three quarter inch tall and um, have bobblehead features because, you know, bobbleheads, yay. I assume that's under the standard. You can't do something in that scale um, unless it's a bobblehead. <laughs> Licence rule. 
I get these more than any other cause baby that I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Some of the Ant-Man cause babies um, are not bad. What if they did X-Babies? Oh. <laughs> Why has that not been That's- done? Because Marvel won't let people use the X-Men license. True. That's why. Uh-huh. But that's a great idea. You should work for that marketing. Awesome uh, idea. Um, but so if you're interested in this one and not my my um, possible idea of X-Babies, um, you have the it option kind of... of an X-Baby. Uh, it kind of is, but not really. Yeah. Not, not in my day. He's not a man. Um, no. Um, so he has the... Uh, there's one where he's... Making a love heart hands. There's one where he looks kind of surprised, and um, there's one where he's got his swords out for attacking things. So <laughs> there you go. I don't believe we've got release dates or costs on that, but see how you go with it. Uh, moving on, we have from um, Bandai a Bandai Meisho manga realization version of Samurai Spider-Man. So um, this will be released late summer. In Northern Hemisphere time, so I think, you know, August, because it's uh, been to early fall, fall, uh, September-ish, so August, September, for $92. This is um, huh. Spider-Man, as you will all recall him looking, as a samurai. So um, he has a, a grapple hook that he seems to be able to shoot out of his wrist and uh, a katana. And um, the small version of a katana that I can't remember the name of, but, you know, Ben would know it if he was here, so... Yeah. Okay, there we go. Mm. And um, I'm not feeling this at all, I have to say. No, it's not a pretty looking figure. Nope. I for me I, I know this is a thing that Bandai's doing is uh Japanese interpretations of characters has been some Star Wars ones, but if you were gonna do a Spider Man, would I, I would think you'd lean more to sort of a soft cloak ninja outfit than a samurai. Yes. Outfit. Yeah. That's a comment I've read a number of times about this figure is that really he would have made a much better ninja. Yes. Yep. Like uh, Iron Man would be a good armored one, obviously. And yeah. 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 Moving on, we have uh, SH Figure Arts with a Kamen Rider Drive Gold Drive. So. In case you like the word drive a lot, this figure's for you. Wow. Um, yep. He's about five point, so he's a six-inch scale kind of figure. Uh, he's due out September this year. We'll go for $55. And um, I'm sure John will be getting this to add to his car and rider collection. I would suspect so. Mm. So it's a good-looking figure. It's just I don't think we have Carmen rider literate people on the show to tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, John. Sure do. I'm assuming he added this into the news. And uh, with that, I hand over to you, Scott. Hooray! So I've got a couple of things from the Kotobukiya Artifacts line, which I'm really excited about. Um, They have announced, uh, first of all, a new line. Well, I don't know if it is a line, actually, but I'm hoping uh, that this will continue. Um, There is an Artifacts Batman animated um, statue based on the Batman the Animated Series. Um, Very dynamic pose. This is the one-tenth scale uh, line, the PVC um, figures, pretty budget-friendly. And so Batman is... um, 
the first to arrive, and hopefully we're going to get more characters in that line. Looks great. Um, about $45 US um, for this. And then they also have announced, and I might be slightly super excited about this, uh, that <laughs> the Artifact Superpowers line is continuing with Aquaman! Yay! Uh, okay. I was uh, hoping for Golden Pharaoh. <laughs> we'll give it time. Yeah. Now, very interestingly, one of the things that um, we have talked about when I reviewed these previously is that unlike some of the uh, other artifacts lines which come with magnets in their feet and a base, the superpowers ones don't come with bases um, or magnets. Um, but the solicit for this says magnets in his feet keep him steady on his base. Um, so I... I'm wondering whether this is going to come with a base or whether that's just wrong. Um, because it's a pretty, um, it's not a very expensive piece. And one of the things that the um, Superpowers line did, which the others uh, didn't, was kind of deleted the base and made it um, a bit cheaper. So I'll be interested to see whether that's actually correct or not. But I am really excited this is coming out. The solicit price for this is 33 US, which um, is not very uh, expensive. So I'm kind of thinking maybe that's wrong. Um, but it does say it in the solicits. So Now, if it does come with a base, will that annoy you that others don't have a base and no. he does? Collect no, no, no. The only thing that would annoy me is if he has to be on the base to be stable, which I can't imagine because these are, you know, pretty bland poses. Um, so, cause I don't display them with the bases anyway. So there you go. Uh, and then also from me and still in the DC space, um, the tweeter head maquette lines for both the Batman, uh, TV series and then classic Batman have been really interesting. I've reviewed the classic Penguin on the show. They recently solicited the classic Batman, and now we have the classic Robin as well. And um, these are so cool. These are really super um, Silver Age uh, Dick Sprang designs. So if you are a fan of the super classic, um, then these will be for you. I'm really interested because both the Batman and the Robin solicits of this feel quite photoshopped to me. Um, I'm not sure what you know, w like why that is, but I, I feel like they they feel quite photoshopped. So, be interesting to see the actual final pieces. But um, I'm very tempted by these. There's a Two Face coming, which I um, definitely want simply because Two Face is not a character that's really ever had any statue love, and I think he will at least um, be a nice companion to my penguin. Um, and he's actually should be coming out pretty soon. Um, but the Batman and, and Robin are really tempting me here. Hmm. Um, these are uh, Mike Cusinelli sculpts, and uh, I think that this is actually a style that suits him really well. So that's great. And then finally from me, um, it's been a little while since we've had a new solicit for a DC bombshell or a new announcement. Um, we've seen the busts, um, the bombshell busts that are coming out, which I have to say, I, I really 
am not in love with. They're quite different. They're not really in that bombshell style. They don't have arms. I'm just not really excited by them, but there you go. Um, but we have now seen the full um, details of a katana bashoja, which actually looks amazing. Um, really, uh, sorry, not bashoja, hello, bombshell. Focus, Scott. Um, so excited I got my words wrong. Um, so, you know, this I think is uh, 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 obviously one of the reasons why we're getting some katana love in the collectible spaces because of the Suicide Squad movie. And all I can say is hooray. <laughs> yeah, she looks. I actually weirdly, even though there was an Aquaman statue solicited this week, I thought of you more with this one when I saw this come up. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I love this character and I love the Bashojo line. And so that is just mm. so super cool. Um, and yeah, she looks fantastic. So hooray for that. Um, the busts, which are at the moment, we've got Wonder Woman, Supergirl, and Mira. Um, I'm just not feeling them at all. Yeah, a bit weird. The, the th- part of them, as well as the, you know, armless, um, the whole armless thing, um, they don't, to me, really match the Bishojo. Scott, the bombshell. <laughs> no wonder. No wonder they don't match. They don't know what they're supposed to be. Um, they're meant to be stewardesses. Yeah, well, they do. They literally look stewardesses. Um, yeah, they just don't really match the bombshell feel to me. I, I just don't get them. But there you go. Yeah. No, I don't get them. No. I mean, it, it's such a popular property that, you know, there's quite a few different things coming, and obviously you don't have to like all of them, and they'll have appeals to different things. Um, I'm not really loving the uh, return I'm seeing to a lot of busts being the more, you know, real super traditional armless busts. I'm sure that's a cost thing, but, you know, I'm a big fan of the, the arms. <laughs> No, what are you talking about? I, know, I just really like them. I, I, I apologies to all our armless listeners, but I just, you know, I'm a big fan. Anyway, but hooray, Katana! That is super exciting, and that is also the end of our news. Yay! Yay. Yeah, so we're going to take a short break now and hand over to our good friend John for the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. Hey guys, it's John, your old friend and engineer nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, and I'm here once again with another Name That. And last time we left with this sound. You can control energy. Vehicles light up at your touch. When the last humans take to their ships and power up as they... Now, as of recording, nobody's guessed this yet, but, um, you know, I, there's still hope that somebody might get this. This is from that well-known film, Titan A.E. Well, maybe not well-known film, but you, you guys have heard of it, I'm sure. Um, they did have some toys for that movie, and uh, this this is a commercial for them. I didn't have any of them. I don't know anybody that had any of them. I, I kind of remember them at KB and maybe on discount in places, but that's that's all I kind of remember of them. So, um, if you had them, let us know. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what, what you thought of them. But, 
as always, you know, we'll we'll do another installment of this and play another sound right here. There's one of these free fun erasers inside specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Pop cereal and a free cereal spoon in specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Snack cereal. Groovy gifts with faces of And hey, we got to play it one more time cuz we're we're just nice people that way. There's one of these free fun erasers inside specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Pop cereal and a free cereal spoon in specially marked packages of Kellogg's Sugar Snack cereal. Groovy gifts with faces of And if you think you know what this is and you want to be famous, you go on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com and you go find the name that thread. Of course, you sign up first and you make your guess in there. If you get it right, you get forum points. And with those forum points, you can buy fame on the Internet. At least that's what I'm told. Um, Eddie told me that. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, if that's too hard, you can come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays, Thursdays, play the picture version, still guess at afbforum.com, and you can get points and get more famous, famousity, famicity? Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, this is John saying peace out. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about a favorite or bizarre item in our collection. This week, Scott has the first Toy of the Week, so over to you, Scott. Thank you very much, Eddie. Now, I have reviewed quite a number of the Cotabacchia artifact statues from DC. We were just talking about some of them in the news. Um, there are a few different uh, lines of those. There is the DC New 52 line. There's a Superpowers line, etc. Um, but there is also a Marvel artifacts line. And when we're talking about artifacts or artifacts plus, this is the one-tenth scale um, PVC statue line. Um, the Marvel line is a Marvel Now line and it is not hasn't been as prolific yet as the DC line. And it's one that I haven't gone um down the road. I have the Hulk from that, um, but I haven't really collected others because they are tend have tended to be uh really modern versions of the characters, often in looks that I'm not convinced are going to stay around for a very long time. Um, but I've made an exception um, for the character I'm doing tonight. Um, they have done an X-Men line um, of these, and those in particular have really not drawn me um, up to this point. Magneto, Cyclops, Emma Frost, because they are all in their really modern costumes, all of which I think are atrocious. Um, the Cyclops with the big red X on his head thing, I just want to burn that and have it die as soon as possible. Um, 
And but magic, um, Ileana Rasputin um, of the New Mutants, etc., um, has a look that has been around a bit longer. And um, I'm a big New Mutants fan, a fan of this character, and it's one that up until um, her inclusion in the Marvel Legends San Diego box set last year, we hadn't really seen much of in the collectibles um, space. And so this I saw in my travels this week and thought, mm, you know, actually I'm going to give that a go. Um, she hasn't been done in the Bishojo line from Marvel, which I do collect yet. Um, this won't scale with that, but there are a couple of more um, classic looking X-Men coming up, Rogue and Beast that I probably will buy so she can go with them. So one thing that's really interesting about this compared to the DC line, which is the same scale, is that these are actually sold not as statues, but as model kits. And it must be a licensing thing. I, I can't imagine why they would do it differently otherwise. But unlike the um, DC artifacts statues, which are sold in a you know plastic window box where you can see the piece, etc., these are in a cardboard box with uh, pictures, but um, no visibility of the piece. And on the packaging, it says model kit. And when you open it up, it has the, the character in two pieces, which you snap together in one second, and then you have made your model. Uh, so it's a little bit disturbing looking when you open it up and see, oh, you're torso is detached from your legs. Okay. Um, but proper together. And then you basically have a statue. Um, this does come with the, uh, pretty standard artifacts, black square base. And she has magnets in her feet that help her, um, stand on the base. However, the piece does stand on its own quite nicely. So you don't need to display it. Um, I've mentioned when I re am reviewing the DC stuff that I don't use them simply because they take up a lot of room and the characters display really nicely together. And, um, there's really only, I think one I've got in my collection that actually has to have the base to stand up all the rest, um, to this point have been able to stand without them. This is a really, I think, a great line as a kind of intro to statue collecting that is budget-friendly and space-friendly. And the other thing about the Artifacts Plus line is that because it runs across a number of different properties, DC, Marvel, Star Wars, etc., um, you could... You know, in, in a sense, universe build, um, across different universes, but still have things in a similar scale, etc. Um, this piece without the base is seven and a half inches tall. If you think about uh, a six inch figure, we call that one twelfth scale. So one tenth scale is a little bit, um, bigger than that. This is based on uh, th this pose and sculpt is based on an illustration by Adi Granoff, um, which Carter Bakia specifically commissioned for the statue. And then it is uh, sculpted by the sculpture that has done all of the Marvel now um, in the Avengers series and X-Men as well, which is Genyosuke Abe. Um, so, you know, re really nicely done. I've, all the sculpts of these um, have uh, been fantastic. A great amount of detail, and there's no difference here. So Magic in her current costume has got the uh, super practical black leather bikini thing happening um, with uh, high-top leather boots, um, 
a funky um, armor on her left arm, which is actually you know part of her a uh, manifestation of her her powers, um, and then also a really super practical. Um, headpiece that kind of sits under her hair and sticks black things out that I'm sure, you know, never ever would get bothered or damaged when fighting. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's kind of got the little junior dominatrix look down pat. Um, but the, the, the sculpting of all of these pieces on this is really nicely done. Um, the outfit has a lot of, uh, buckles and straps and all of those are sculpted uh, and they have been you know done in a really nice amount of detail um, there's some really nice work done here on the difference between the leather of her um, outfit and then her um, left arm which is actually you know a manifestation of her powers uh, because the uh, material or the the finish of her gear is all a a gloss smooth finish but then her the armor of her left arm actually has a very different texture and feel to it and it's done in kind of a metallic-y matte paint to really um accentuate that um the head sculpt on this is beautiful um the uh hair uh, is really nicely sculpted as well and you can see here where you know these are separate pieces that have been put together it's only the kind of you know very token model bit where you have to snap the figure together itself oh except that she just came apart there you go so um user beware don't shake her around too much um the other thing that Ileana comes with is her soul sword, uh, which is, again, a manifestation of uh, the connection that she has to Limbo, etc. And this is a separate piece um, that, that she is posed, actually, with the old, you know, sword on the the ground, hands on the handle um, look. I'm not sure how uh, accurate to the soul sword that really is because it's not you know a piece of metal it's actually um you know some fr from a different dimension uh but it it obviously looks really cool and there is actually a, a small little um hole in underneath her hands which are cupped over each other that the tip of the handle of the soul sword fits in and then oh she just fell apart again everyone ah, it's not <laughs> to say it's not it's not the sturdiest model kit people uh, <laughs> is it meant to be snapped together or do you know you need to use some glue no it's just meant to be it's just snapped together you don't have to use glue i mean it's ridiculous like, i think it's just it's obviously you know she's just meant to stand there um but because i'm you know manipulating her in my hands in order to <laughs> in order to conduct a you know meaningful review that's why i'm experiencing some, <laughs> some movement um your mileage may vary uh, once you, um, proper on the base or just on the a flat surface with the soul sword underneath her hands and it sits, um, really nicely. Uh, in terms of pay, I've already mentioned the finish on her gear as opposed to her arm. I think that's really nicely done. Um, her, it, it's kind of hard to tell 
whether or not um, some of the pieces are painted or cast. Um, her hair definitely seems to be cast in the color. Um, the uh, legs pieces seem to be um, cast in that black color as well. But then the flesh pieces, some of them seem to be painted on. Some are cast, but they are really nicely paint matched. So there you go, Hasbro. It can be done. Um, the... Uh, the one thing, if I have to nitpick, and I'm really nitpicking here, is that her her facial expression is a little bit blank. And I think in terms of the... Uh, I really noticed it when I looked at some of the artwork that was actually on the box, where, you know, she's got the, um, you know, whited-out eyes with the big, you know, li- black lines around them. And those uh, are such a great um, artistic tool because they can be really expressive even without the pupils there and uh, some of the art that's on that box shows you know some really menacing uh, facial expressions etc but the sculpt is a bit um, just kind of doesn't bring any energy to the pose I guess is what I'm saying in terms of the way that her her face is is sculpted it's really benign and um, in terms of the the pose which is that a very powerful pose I think it kind of needed a more defined facial expression to go with it um but yeah I I definitely cannot um chip the uh, quality of this at all um I've never had a QC issue with the artifact stuff it is just always spotless and uh, I guess I think a really really clever um thing and that's just one of the things I really like about Cotabakia is that they are a company that tries some different things and you know has introduced some new I, I guess scales and price points to the collectibles market which I think is fantastic um with these in Australia it's always worth shopping around I can't comment on other markets but the prices of these I find can vary uh, wildly from retailer to retailer. Um, so some, um, places seem to kind of mark these up. Um, some, the prices are quite reasonable. Um, you know, in, in the States, these are around the kind of 50, 60, uh, US dollar mark here. It really varies. Um, the, the license for Cotabakia in Australia it belongs to someone different than the main company that does most of the importing, etc. And so I think a lot of it depends on whether um, people are in Australia are actually getting it from that uh, license licensee, or they're importing it themselves, um, like, you know, buying it from overseas. So it's always worth shopping around for these because you can find them at pretty reasonable prices um, if you try. Um, I'm going to give Magic a nine out of ten. Like I do, uh, like I said, I do think that there's just a little bit missing from the facial expression to pull off the pose, but. Overall, this is a really fun piece. I, As I was getting it, I was thinking, oh, this could be a bit dumb. I don't have any of these. Do I really want to start, you know, um, in the mutant line? But there is a pretty comic-accurate rogue and beast coming up, and so this has kind of made me think, well, you know, I will get these. They don't really hurt the wallet. They don't take up too much in the space department. A couple of these would sit nicely on your desk, and um, I really like them. Well, that wraps up our first toy of the week. When we come back, we'll be talking about new items that we've added to our collection this week. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet. Jetfire. Transformers. 
But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon. Shockwave. The Transformers. Robots in Well, we are all here because we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about what we have collected or pre-ordered since last we were on the show. And uh, Ben, what about your good self? What have you been up to in the collecting space? Well, thank you, sir. I'm glad you didn't hand over to Eddie first, because then I would have listened to him drop the mic and walk out of the room, and uh, it'd be pretty hard to follow up that uh, epic that we've got coming. Um, well, in addition to my Marvel Legends threesome uh, that we'll be talking about later in the show, um, I've been dabbling a bit more in the Palisades Muppets uh, after picking up a, a loose lot that constituted about 70% of the entire line. Uh, I've really been keeping an eye out for some of those gems, and I did manage to pick up the Swedish Chef and Kitchen playset, which is... Uh, absolutely exquisite I, I was so blown away that um i have been in contact with john to say hey let's just do a, a toy breakdown sometime when the other guys are uh, otherwise detained because uh, it really is worth talking about um my box is a bit beaten up uh which is fine uh it's not something i plan on keeping in the box forever so yeah got that for a really good price off ebay and i'm i'm having a bit of a what do you call it a bit of a renaissance with this line because uh, I didn't collect them heavily when they first came out. I've got a, a couple of figures, but yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm cruising eBay, keeping a bit of an eye out at the moment and having so fun. Cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Very nice. Very good. It's a good line. It's cool. a damn good line. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that backstage playset. Whether that's ever going to happen, but uh, we'll yeah, keep we'll plugging see. away. Patience and save searches. No, that's right. <laughs> makes it. Well, um, Adam, Eddie seems to have a bit of an opus coming up, so I might um, get us out of the way before we let him go for it. What, what have you been up to, Adam? I have finally, after a long, long saga, acquired my SH Figure Arts Renma Satome. Um, the long, long saga comes from when it was previewed. It was like most of a year before they ended up releasing it, and I kind of forgot that it was coming. And um, then it was announced, yeah, it's been released, and it's up for pre-order and on Hobby Link Japan, Hobby Link Japan already sold out on pre-order and I went, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, big bad toy <laughs> store, um, had it as already sold out, except that I think it was just that they hadn't actually been able to release it, so it showed as sold out. So I went trolling for somewhere, anywhere that I could get a hold of one. And I stumbled across a, um, a German uh, toy store, paid massive overs and then got to wait and wait, and wait, and wait, and it got released, and everyone else had theirs, and I was waiting, and I was waiting, and uh, oh. I reckon I got mine about two months or so after I could have gotten it, had I not panicked in the first case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've the all panicked pre-order, hooray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all been there. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that moment where you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out. That's how I ended up with two uh, Darth Vader player at Sky's. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Cheers. Waiting is better than not having. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, and I got uh the 
uh, Korobakia, Marvel Now, Magic, which I've um, reviewed. And I also got two different Batgirls. I am a Babs Gordon Batgirl fan, as has previously been stated. And so um, I picked up two things that are probably not things that I would necessarily buy if it wasn't Batgirl. Um, One was the um, DC Superhero Girls um, Batgirl figure. Um, I have to say, of all of those characters, Batgirl's design is my least favorite. I just don't really like the hood, the way that they've done it. It's just a bit weird. Uh, But I decided, you know, to support the line and also feed my Batgirl addiction. Um, had a very amusing conversation with my eldest when we were uh, walking um, in the queue waiting to buy, purchase it at Target. And she said, I don't understand who this line of toys is for. And I was like, well, it's for, you know, like little girls, of course, and middle-aged <laughs> men. Like, <laughs> People that don't want to be on national registers. That's right. Nailed, nailed it. <laughs> Um, but then I also um, ended up getting the DC Collectibles uh, Batgirl statue. This is the New 52 most recent um, version. There's actually been two different um, uses of the same sculpt, one in the Batman black and white line, which I haven't bought um, because uh, I – you know, I was a bit annoyed when they announced it because there are so many classic supporting Batman characters that have not been done in that line yet. And then you get the, you know, just fresh off the, you know, but obviously very popular, but, but, um, you know, fresh off the pages, latest, you know, flash in the pan version. Um, but the reason I ended up not buying the black and white, statue is that it's really out of scale with the other statues it's quite big in like she's as tall as you know a, a most of the batmen and it just doesn't fit scale wise um but then they have produced that same use the same sculpt to produce a like one six scale statue that is color painted and i saw that and thought oh i might you know have that um but not necessarily top of my list, but I ended up um, our, our you know new pop culture retailer here in Australia, Zing, lately has had a few of the DC Collectibles new release statues at really really good prices. Um, like I think maybe almost like at at the they might mightn't be making a lot of money off them price, um, and mm-hmm. so I saw it for a hundred dollars more. Than what I I saw it in Zing and thought oh that's a pretty good price, and then I saw it in a comic shop for a hundred dollars more and then thought oh that is a really good price, <laughs> so I went back and bought it. So I'm sure I'll review her at some point. And now everybody, um, perhaps pick yourself <laughs> a a beverage. You know, yeah, say Yep, drop a comfortable chair um, and uh, get ready because Eddie has been shopping people. And in fairness, I have this is my first episode in three weeks, so it's not too 
bad. I am still feeding myself. Hey, and it's not bad at all. We, we wouldn't have a show if we didn't I, do these yeah, things. Yeah, I still is... have a roof. But, yeah, this does prove it's an addiction sometimes. So I uh, got a ton of Marvel stuff uh, these last few weeks. So all the Marvel legends we're going to be talking about uh, in our discussion, I have one of each. Uh, I also picked up a Namor. Uh, so the new one, it's going to be a Walgreens exclusive in the States, but we have it at some retails, retailers here. Uh, so that should be arriving. I was hoping it was going to be here uh, for this episode, but uh, probably be arriving uh, early next week. Uh, also pre-ordered the Civil War three-pack with the Spider-Man uh, movie figure, okay. as well as a Robert Downey Jr. head. Uh, on a battle damaged Iron Man and the exact same Captain America uh, buck there again, which I, I'm, I'm weirdly mixed on this pack. Like I almost could have red carded it because from what I understand, this is going to be a Hasbro toy shop exclusive in the States. And I don't know why you would put, you know, your three characters that apparently always sell at retail and you want to do multiples of in waves and do that one as your exclusive when maybe you could have put two figures that weren't going to sell as well with the Spider-Man and maybe moved. Now, I could be wrong on that, but it was just all the posts I saw about it seemed to indicate Hasbro Toy Shop exclusive for the States. So uh, we'll find out. Hasbro, Hasbro Toy Shop doesn't sell international yet, but they're working on it because the internet's only new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's hope that um, Hasbro AU never learns because that yeah. could be uh, with their handling of things. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, to, to be fair, I do think that sometimes that is actually a licensing thing. Like sometimes mm. the... Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it's not like Hasbro Australia sort of get them in and make them available from, you know, the Hasbro Australia no. web website. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, there's usually something behind the scenes or that that um, never works out for us folks here in Australia. Uh, but luckily there was a retailer here that had access to it, so I've picked it up uh, through them and have it on pre-ordered for a fairly good price that I was happy to lock that Spider-Man down and, um, you know, have those couple of extras in, whereas if it is a Hasbro Toy Shop exclusive, it could be quite a lot of money on the secondary market for us to track down here in Australia. Uh, so happy to have it put away. Also found at Target this week the uh, Ultron three-packs that came out last year with Ultron, Hulk, and Vision, the white Vision. They were down to under $20, so I picked up two of them to army build up the Ultron. No idea what I'm going to do with the Hulks or the Visions, but um, for under $20, I was happy with that. <laughs> i tell you what, you could, you could paper your walls with those things in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. It's like, I, wow. I remember I was. it came out right before a payday, and I tend not to like to go past my spending account uh, for the fortnight with things like this, and... I think it was like $79 they originally listed it. And I was like, oh, do I use my credit card? Do I get these? Do I, 
oh, but if you know, if I don't get it now, it'll probably go. But there's a couple of them, and it's getting near that toys gonna time. Sell out. Am I gonna wait for that? Like, what do I? <laughs> and this being like, like serious, like I, I left it and then was like thinking about it, like during a car ride home, like oh, I should have just got it. Like, what was I thinking? You know, I should have that, and you know, maybe if I go down tomorrow and do the, all this back and forth, and yeah, now you can still find them in the exact same spot that they were in a year ago when I was <laughs> worried about them going. But yeah. uh, happy to build up a few of these uh, Ultrons. I want to try and get an extra one of those silver main heads as well and chuck them on one of these. Uh, speaking of Ultrons, I also found some of the later waves of the micro Avengers figures. So there's little inch and a half uh, figures that I'm the only person on the planet who seems to get uh, somewhat enjoyment out of. Uh, so I've got the Scarlet Witch, uh, the Ultron, and the Iron Drones. Uh, so those blue and white uh, robots that Tony uses in the beginning and one becomes Ultron, uh, which one of them is that battle-damaged version of the first Ultron. Uh, so they were down to $2 each, so uh, loaded up on a few of them to complete that cycle. And the other uh, Marvel bargain I found was the Disney Infinities Xbox One starter set. So the actual Disney Infinities game that comes with the stand that you're loaded onto your gaming console with and the three figures, Iron Man, Thor, and uh, Black Widow, uh, was marked down to $10 at Target. So that before uh, or after they cancelled the. <laughs> this was, this was after. So this was just today. I found that one. So I was like, yeah, they must have heard the word that this line's going away. But for ten dollars, I'll take that for a whole video game plus three figures. Uh, and speaking of Target, you had your story with the um, DC Girls line. Uh, as you were standing there with Becca, I was standing there with all six figures uh, loaded <laughs> into my arm. And then had, I was in the, not even a target, a target country. Oh, <laughs> what? Where were you? <laughs> this, this was uh, out near where I live. It's still considered a, well, I guess it's not a target country anymore because they've gone under, haven't they? It was a target country that is now a target, but it, to me, is still a target, target country. Target semi-rural. Good times, you know? Yeah. Um, but it had the, you know, nice lady behind the counter saying, you know, oh, is this for your daughter? It's like, no, <laughs> not for my daughter. Oh, is it like a birthday present or something? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, but, oh, it's like, yeah, it's just like, it's for me. I'm a toy collector. I, I, I want to do this. I want to support. And then it just got very silent. It was like, oh. And then, no, like, went from being very friendly and very chatty to just kind of like, okay, I'm going to keep this man moving out of my <laughs> stand. <laughs> Fair enough. Lucky she's lucky uh, she not pressing the button under the counter. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I am I am liking this line. I do think they're fun. The articulation's good. Uh, I do like some of the designs going on here. I really like the Harley Quinn uh, with the mallet. And uh, also just very happy that there's an actual Supergirl uh, on stands, but I was a bit disappointed, and I am agreeing uh, with the, your family, Scott, where I think it's going to be a bit confusing who the line's actually for because I keep seeing in targets they seem to s- swap it between it being in the action figure aisle and then being in the girl doll aisle. 
and I've literally seen stores move them back and forth during the week. So huh. uh, I'm not too sure if Target even quite know where they want it, but I think that goes into a whole issue with toy aisles where they feel the need to segregate things into whole weird little sections. But uh, hopefully this is one of the lines that starts kind of changing things and mixing it up. Uh, and to wrap things out, uh, I finally got around to picking up the G.I. Joe 50th anniversary uh, version of my favourite Joe, which is Chuckles. And I definitely did need to pick this guy up at some point. I haven't picked up too many G.I. Joes of recent, but my favourite G.I. Joe story of all time is one called G.I. Joe Cobra from the IDW comics run. And this Chuckles is based on uh, that design by Anthony Fuso. This Chuckles actually came in like a big vehicle. There was like two vehicle sets with lots of other Joes and all that, but uh, I just mainly wanted this guy, so I finally found a seller who was selling him cheap individually, uh, picked him up, so he should hopefully be here soon, but the seller took ages to actually send him off and I was starting to have those worried uh, things of like, oh, does this guy actually even exist? And then you start to wonder, oh, I wonder what happens if you buy something and then the person, like, dies and passes away and never gets a chance to post it out or that. Uh, <laughs> but it eventually came through. Uh, and the last I'm thing sure I had the... Happened. Yeah, I, like statistically speaking, it must happen at some point, but it's just, you, you know, you have all these weird things about, oh, it's been over a week now since I brought and paid for this thing within like five minutes of winning it. You'd think you'd have t- had time to get to the post office now or maybe they've just you, forgotten to click the send it, button. And... You brought it somewhere where you paid for it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I brought the screen. I've let, I've let like three slide and, <laughs> and you know. And we get hate mail. We get it's hate so mail. Not. So I have to, otherwise it's the hate mail. Yeah. I'm still not convinced that it's not coming from you, though. <laughs> There's too many all, double negatives. All of it's not. <laughs> I, I send my hate mail about it directly to you. Just the yeah. well-written hate mail. No, and then there's Slackbot as well, who feels very strongly about this. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we broke Slapbox today, but that's a... That's a <laughs> <laughs> tried. tried. So, um... But uh, we're getting to uh, making a baseball here. Uh, (laughs) The last thing I have in my opus of uh, my bank account was the Masters of the Universe classic Grayskull sub, which is the Filmation sub. Uh, I got the trap jaw in. And I'm actually really liking this line. They're very more basic sculpts than the normal Motu-C stuff, but they really are capturing... Uh, those filmation designs and it's kind of nice to have those finally in a plastic form and yeah that's me done um i just realized i have something to add on the ordering and pre-ordering front um i'm collecting the star wars hot toys one six scale stuff and um i the latest one that is coming out now is princess leia and I had uh, thought that I had pre-ordered that, and then I thought, oh, what do in my, you know, that's shipping. And I looked in the sideshow thing, and <laughs> for whatever reason, I hadn't pre-ordered it. <laughs> and so I thought, well, no worries, still available, I'll just do it now. And it said, sorry, this doesn't ship to your region. Oh, yeah, something happened there. And uh, so then I had a look. I'm like, oh, good grief, where am I going to find this? Um, So I I had a 
look um, at our sponsor, Pop Culture, and they don't have it on their website. Bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. Yes, then I started panicking. And then I had a look on the um, website of our other great sponsor, um, David Boy's Toys, and found uh, that they had it. And so I'm getting it from them. I'm so happy. Right. Thank you, David Boy's Toys. Really appreciate cause, it. Because there was something with the Star Wars ones early on where I, after a little bit they were like, oh, yeah, this isn't shipping to international for a bit, and then they started shipping international again. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't understand what the what's happened because um, the uh, it was – there was – it wasn't just um, – Star Wars, it was just Hot Toys for a while, mm-hmm. was not um, happening. And uh, then it changed. So what has happened to mm. come back here? I have absolutely no idea. But frowny, frowny face. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but thank you, David Boy's Toys. Ray. Yeah. And unless anyone has anything else to report, that wraps up Feeding the Addiction. And... We will take a very short break and then come back with our uh, second toy of the week for this episode. Anyone for turtle soup? Oh no! Raphael's in the clutches of the evil foot flesh-o-matic torture machine! Will the turtle cycle make it in time? Will Raphael be destroyed by the retro-mutagen ooze? I don't know. What a shot! The double-barreled plunger gun saves the day again! And with their retro catapult, the turtles are giving the foot some of their own medicine! Anyone remember where we parked? From Playmate! Now it's time for our second toy of the week for uh, this episode. Adam collects things that no one else can pronounce, and tonight is no different, so I'm going to let Adam tell you what it is. Over to you, Adam. Ha! Thank you, Scott. So tonight I am reviewing the Bandai SH Figure Arts Ranma One Half Ranma Saotome Girl Type. So, for those that are not familiar with the Ranma One Half um, comic or anime series, Ranma Saotome is a 16-year-old male martial artist who has fallen into a cursed lake uh, or cursed spring. So that anytime he's splashed with cold water, he will turn into a girl, and if he is splashed with hot water, he will turn back into a boy. <laughs> Fairly simple, right? The whole series is largely hijinks and um, romantic stuff. Oh, my God. So worth having a watch or read if you are into something kind of really lighthearted and stupid for the most part. Um, So this figure uh, was released this year. Um, I got mine this year, despite every attempt possible, uh, as discussed earlier, to delay my acquisition of this figure to next year. Um, Still got it this year. Uh, it's an action figure. The price, um, yeah. So I paid ridiculous a clock for this because um, I I bought it in euros uh, where it was already heavily marked up, and then I got shipping in euros. Um, mm. So I'm not entirely sure how much it translates to, and I don't really want to go and look. <laughs> but I paid overs. Um. The packaging, it's standard figure art packaging, you know. Um, there's nothing super exciting about it for the most part. You get a um, window box for the, on the front so you can see Ranma, you can see um, the kettle, you can see the staff, and uh, you can see the sword. You have a picture of um, the figure 
posing on the front with the kettle. Then on the back, you have some more small poses and uh, a couple shots from the the um, manga rather than the anime, which I thought was an odd choice because this is clearly the anime interpretation. The way you can tell that is she has red hair. So in the, the manga series, it's never explicitly said what colour hair um, Renma has, but being a black and white series, it's black um, when he's a boy and it's black when she's a girl and no one ever comments on her having red hair or a change in colour hair, mm-hmm. colour of her hair. So, you know, you kind of have to sit there and go, mm, it's clearly uh, for the anime series for, you know, helping distinguish things that, yes, you're now looking at girl Renma rather than boy Renma, which, fine. Um, inside the the box, you have the standard tray with um, another layer of plastic locking it in. Uh, this one's got um, a, yet another version of the the ways of locking the two trays together. I've seen recently the um, kind of divot with a little bit that sits inside that um, on the side. This one's going for dimples on the front. It's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, the hands are in their own little separate insert again. Um, again, not a problem. The best that I've seen with the hands is still the Sailor Moon line where they're all on the little totem poles. Uh, behind everything else, as per normal, is a figure stand for those figures that have a stand, which is um, taped together. And it also contains, inside the same sealed bag, uh, one of the other accessories. So the figure itself is pretty good. Um, it has a very accurate sculpt for a 16-year-old girl. Um, she's, you know, probably uh, probably five, five and a half inches tops, I reckon. Um, let's just have a look and check the actual stats and see if we can find it. And I can't. That's fine. Um She's deliberately shorter than a lot of the other characters in the series um, just to, to help discriminate again and because that's the way she's always portrayed. She has, you know, uh, short legs, short arms, and it gets her into trouble every now and then in a fight. So she's wearing her traditional Chinese shirt get-up. Uh, she's got the wristbands on, she's got the blue pants on, and she's got the little martial arts training shoes on. So she's ready to go. She's got her, her fighting stance ready. In terms of um, the sculpt, she's got, because of the, the shirt has kind of a little bit of a, almost a little bit skirty after the waist, um, it does look like it might restrict leg movement a little bit, but it doesn't in actuality. Um, I think the thing that really restricts her legs from coming right up vertical would be the design of the leg joint. So because of uh, using a ball joint that then has to rotate up, she can only rotate up so far before her leg encounters the rest of the, the general crotch groin uh, hip area, and that will stop it from going straight up and will start forcing it out to the side. Uh, if you're okay with that, that's good. Other than that, uh, I don't have any real issues with the posability. Um the paint-ups are fantastic. The shirt, you know, probably could do with a little bit of a wash, but it's not a big drama. I don't have any slop on mine. I don't have any um, smudging or rubbing, so that's a, a good start for me. Um, yeah, 
So I found the paints were fine. Articulation. So, yes, she can do the full Elaine Bennis dance. I've tried this. <laughs> it's worked. There's no problem there. In terms of balancing, she'll balance fine. She doesn't have any top-heavy issues. It's only if you're going to try and do um, strange martial arts poses or comedic poses that you'll need the stand that's included. Um, the pigtail on the back is articulated, so you can definitely rotate that out the way if you need to. Uh, so I, I didn't have a problem with that. I found when you were swapping portraits out, I think this is one of the ones that was a little bit harder to work with. Um, it's not the best. Also, having gone and finally put all my, my uh, Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball figure arts out, this isn't the best um, hairline seam. It's quite evident from the back that you can you can see that it's not one piece. Some of the other figures have gone very good at this now. So that one was a little bit annoying and a bit disappointing, um, but I got over it. Um, yeah, so... Articulation-wise, it's a good piece. The um, figure stand is the standard kind of Tamashi. I think it's an Act 4, correct me if I'm wrong, Eddie, based stand. Uh, yes, I'm not too familiar with the stands, but I think you're right. Yeah. So it comes with um, the the base of the stand is um, basically just – I'm trying to work out what the word for that is – it's stenciled out with um, Ranma-specific um, art on it, which I don't really like. I prefer having the, the clear base myself, but sure, fine, why not? I know who the character is. If everyone else doesn't, that's their problem. Um, it only comes with the or with one version of the, the claw that you can, systems that they have. Um, it's the one that I find to be the best one, so I'm not too fussed about that. You also have a, a separate pole for the figure and for the effect, the sound effect um, stand. So the sound effect is essentially for if you wanted to show Radma getting smashed through the air um, with her fingers in the I'm flying through the air pose from the series, um, then you get a sound effect that goes with that. So that's wonderful for you if that's what you're after. And it has a special clip that fits on the end of that. So that one wasn't a problem. Uh, what else can we talk about here? So the accessories. Always an important part of a figure art toy, and they haven't let themselves down. There is a blue dragon sword. There is a staff. There are three alternate portraits, um, apart from the main one. So the portraits, oh, sorry, three portraits total. There's uh, Content Smile. There's Scared. Um, or... Uh, essentially found out lying face. There's a whole whole range of situations that face can be used in, and um, it's always when you're in trouble. Um, and there's also uh, a – oh, no, there are four, sorry. There's a serious face, um, and there's a mouth open with your eyes going sideways taunting someone. So essentially just insulting someone, taunting them, it's an excellent face to have for Ranma because he, she is always up to it. Um, the extra hands, so leaves you with a total of five sets of hands. You have a choice of punchy hands, dainty hands, flying through the air, because I've just been smashed through the air hands. Uh, there's grappling hands and there's hold on to items hands. So that's a pretty decent range. I think the dainty hands is one of the ones that's starting to creep in 
in um, figure arts figures a little bit, and it kind of annoys me. Dainty hands. It's the um, much like Iron Man being able to do dainty hands that that um, Eddie will talk about later. Is you have a wrist cocked hand so that you can never actually straighten it out into essentially a kung fu chop hand, um, which is a little bit annoying, but we'll get over it. Uh, you also get the kettle, which is useful for um, any number of situations if you're going to create action scenes or dioramaize things. So that will get used in mine. Um, the thing that I thought was initially was a little bit disappointing was there was no no cat of any sort. Ranma is terrified of cats, and uh, lacking a cat was a little bit unsettling. But then uh, when they've gone and announced the shampoo figure, it does have shampoo as a cat because that's what shampoo is cursed to turn into. Um <sighs> See, I told you it's all stupid hijinks and, and romance stuff. Um, so that's fine, uh, and I think I can live with that for sure. There were no effects parts in terms of um, key attacks. Now, Rama doesn't really learn much by way of key attack manoeuvres. Um, throughout the series, he gets, I think, two or three, and uh, it takes a while before he starts learning any. Um, it would have been nice to have at least one, but... I can live without it and we'll work on something over time. Um, yeah, I think this is generally an overall enjoyable figure. Um, a dolly rating. You know, it's a perfect figure, but it's just fractionally boring to some extent. Like it, it lacks, it lacks something that really makes it stand out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I'd probably say this is a, a 9 out of 10. Hmm. Hmm. So what's the age of this property? Like, is it a recent thing or...? This was... Late 80s, early 90s. I think it's more early 90s. I was going to say, like, you know, something where the concept is you're cursed and now it means that you turn into a girl. Yes. Um, is, I think, a bit of a fraught... Concept in 2016. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So this is 1988. Got it. And um, yeah, yeah. The world was different. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think the Japanese would really give us stuff, and they'd do it anyway. No, exactly. You're totally yeah, right. I, exactly. Yeah, there's a whole culture thing. It is. Yeah, that's yeah, completely right. different. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, so is this? Um, are there other characters from this property that Figure Arts has done? So far, I've they've announced Shampoo, and she's been available for pre-order. Um, so Shampoo is one of Rama's three fiancés. Um, they've shown Akane, so his primary fiancé. And they've shown boy-type Renma, and I think they've also shown uh, his father, Genma, but only as a panda. Of course. Yeah. Say no more, I get it completely. Exactly. <laughs> so this will, of course, have me developing new diorama pieces, um, which I'm working on. You mean they won't that's... go in the public toilet? No, no. Oh, that's just a The public toilet's being reserved for um, Sailor Moon and Cohort. Except yep. in North Carolina. Sure. Oh, 
controversial. <laughs> I couldn't resist. One's toilet got involved. Yeah, I don't get the whole thing. I mean, didn't anyone watch Ally McBeal? I thought we conquered the whole unisex toilet thing you know, back then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if I got a George Michael action figure, he'd go in the toilets as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Send your hate mail to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Plan banter. Uh, did, did John say Plan banter are gone? Oh, yeah. What did we did we swap it to something else? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I certainly don't want to um, cause another podcast to fall. Actually, there's a couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not toy-related. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we lose it completely, I think we say, well done, Adam. And we're going to take a short break and come back with our discussion topic of the week, where we will be breaking down the latest Marvel Legends wave. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, War Machine. This critical beam. Attach from battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in this lifetime, Modoc. With my rings, I rule the land and sea. Just undersea dome. Here to make wave, Mandarin. Iron Man, War Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, when we have waves of some of our uh, favorite toy lines that a few of us collect, um, that come... Ha, ha, re, re. Yes. That's fascinating. Tell us more. Yes, indeed. I oh. will, after this short break. Five. Four. Three. Well, we collect a lot of different things on this show. There are a few lines that some of us have in common in our collecting repertoire, and when new waves of those come out, we uh, like to try and get together to review them. And we have a toy breakdown tonight of the latest wave of the Hasbro Marvel Legends six-inch line, and this is um, either called the Captain America Civil War wave or the giant man wave referring to the um uh newish old spoilers um movie giant man and ben eddie and i um are all marvel legends fans eddie is the only one of us that has got the whole wave um but ben and i have um the majority and so we're going to do a toy breakdown uh tonight so in this wave, there are three movie figures. There is a Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Panther from the Captain America Civil War movie. And then there are three comic-based characters. Um, Nick Fury, who is not a new character to the line, but this is a new um, version. And then two characters making their debut in the Marvel Legends line, Nuke and Red Guardian. Um, and the first comment I want to make is that uh, this uh, gathering of characters makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure that the original plan for this wave, whatever it was, was not this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or maybe this is just a cobbling together of... I, yeah, my theory on this one is that it's a few movie ones that they've gone out and done 100% new sculpting on. And then figures that they've managed to cobble together from other parts to save a bit of money on and sort of balance the books, if that makes sense at all. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think there's a uh, there's some logic to it. It's a stretch. Um, Nuke hasn't been seen for a while, but his most recent appearance was a fairly pivotal one in um, uh, in Captain America's title. So um, there's that tie in. I think maybe Red Guardian was thrown in as a bit of a throwing a bone to the very very classic. Um, fans, because he hasn't been around for a long time. Long time, yeah. Um, and I think the Nick Fury is a, a very, very clever addition to the line. Um, mm. I'll talk about him a bit more when we get there. And um, I just put a spoiler warning for Civil War on too, because there might be a couple of points that we reference things. Everyone here has seen the movie. Yeah, so, a couple of right. times. Yeah. Adam? Um, yeah. No, no sandwich. Whole bunch of no. You haven't seen it. No. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll be all right. Put, all right. put your fingers in your ears, Adam. Sure. <laughs> Just do a spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Listen it. And, and, and Adam can mute his microphone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. I think I'll have to mute his headphones anyway. <laughs> and um, John, don't listen. Yeah. Yeah. For three years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Let's start with the uh, comic figures, and then we'll move on to the movie figures. We are going to be talking uh, about a couple of other figures um, that are linked to this that Eddie has as well, so that are more kind of movie-ish. So we'll we'll start with the comic dudes, and let's start with Nick Fury. Um, so this is this the how many Nick Furies have we had in Marvel Legends already? Is this the third or? Well, if you if you're talking about this guy, who's in the uh, the the Caucasian, we've had two. Before this one, two before this one, yep. and okay. then of course there was the uh, Nick Fury Samuel L. Jacksony one in the, in the, the two pack. So technically, yep. it's the fourth. Yep, no worries. And the first Nick Fury was well, early on, wave, wasn't he? Yeah, wave five. Wave five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yep. I was going to say wave five. I don't know why that was in my head. Um, he was the one that had the mouth sculpted for the cigar that they never oh, yes. were able to put in, so he always yeah. has that weird mouth yeah. open piece. <laughs> but he's still my preferred Nick Fury. I mean, uh, mainly because uh, if you display him, then any of the other Nick Furies you can use as an army builder. So true, true. I, I, I still like that figure. True, true. Um, I don't have that figure. Um, I do have the two-pack one. Um, but I find those figures a little bit smallish. Um, the yeah. early Hasbro um, Marvel Legends figures to me don't scale well with most of the rest of the line. Um, so I'm quite happy for this update. The two-pack one, the the most recent one we got, which was still a while ago, uh, he's actually looking. He's not looking straight ahead. He's actually looking with his one eye quizzically mm-hmm. off in a in an odd direction. And I picked up a few of those two packs, and every head is the same. It's, really, it's, a, it's quite odd. So, so nice. yes, his his head was um was given over to uh, an army builder for that one. <laughs> well, speaking of army building, if you are an army builder, then this is going to be a popular figure with you because, as well as the Nick Fury uh, head, we have two swap out heads. One is a shield soldier, and then the other is uh. I, can someone else talk about this? Because I this I don't know who this is. <laughs> it's uh. Dirt Anger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but who's that? It's a joke I only got this week. Pardon? He's, so he's, he's, okay. Sorry. 
<laughs> Warren Ellis, yes. when he was writing for Marvel, yep. was doing his Next Wave title, which was... <gasps> um, oh, hello. Oh, my gosh. I like Next Wave. My yes. Brain. Next Wave was uh, sort of satirical, borderline, yes, borderline sort of Marvel Max sort of yeah. thing. And Dirk Anger was the director of Hate, yes. which was uh, the awesome. terrorist group. Awesome. Well, I cannot believe I did not make that uh, link. I suppose because I wasn't kind of thinking shield, or I was. I was thinking more shield. Who in shield was drinking? <laughs> um, <laughs> very good. Um, so, oh, that makes me want a second one of these now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think that's the point. I think the Nick. To be honest, I think the Nick Fury head was thrown in just as a selling point to the bricks and mortar type stores. To, to actually, you know, get their enthusiasm up for this wave because Nick Fury is a name that automatically, you know, even plebs know who Nick Fury is because um, I don't think Dirk Anger or Generic Shield Agent would be enough to, to sell the wave. <laughs> yeah. But the first thing that, that blows me away is this has got to be the first Marvel Legends speaker that comes with three heads. Mm-hmm. Unless you can think of something else. Controversial. Riding into it. I think there, I feel like there is one. Keep going. I'm going to think for a yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> Adam, it, kill me. Is anyone else? The jo- my my joints on this figure are incredibly loose. Yes. Yeah, like, mine are. He's going to have to go in the freezer. For arms are good. Uh, both arms are good. His right neck. leg is good. Left um, left leg, particularly in the knee joint, is incredibly oh, loose. Oh. <clears throat> and that um, yeah, that that uh, post on the head is actually quite loose. Yeah, it's really uh, bad. My, my, yeah. I, I feel like he's, he's kind of like a bit, um, like sloppy drunk. Because every time yeah. I, every time I move him, his head kind of wobbles, and I'm like, "Oh, Nick, it's okay. Have a lie down." <laughs> um, so as yeah. soon as the uh, review is over, he's going to be going in the freezer for a while. Yeah, I think this I, I, works quite well. Yeah, I, I kind of just wish the head sat just a little bit further down. Yeah, on the peg like for me that part of it it just seems slightly higher with the Nick Fury head the other two heads for me fit perfectly fine on the peg and I don't get that wobble it's just the Nick head I seem to get yeah Yeah. well I actually am not a big fan of the Nick Fury head so that went straight in the fodder box I've got the the helmet head which I absolutely love I think the sculpt uh, is really really impressive. So I'm more than happy to display this guy as a uh, sort of a. Given how many shield agents I already have, this guy's sort of a um, <laughs> kind of like a shock trooper, I guess. And yeah, I'm going to try yeah. and pick up a, a few more to go with this head, and another one for for Dirk Anger. Um, accessory wise, he comes with a pistol, um, and then he also has got a um, couple of separate pieces, or well, three actually. It's got his utility belt, um, giving Batman a run for his money. Um, <laughs> he has got a, um, uh, what do you call them? Holster. Yeah. What's the thing that goes around the shoulder? The shoulder holster. holster. Shoulder holster, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then a thigh holster. And the thigh mm. holster actually has got space for his pistol, which I'm always a fan of um, not being good at keeping accessories with figures. I'm always a fan of when they have uh, the ability to hold their onboard tools, as it were. Um, I, I would have happily given up the one of the heads, like maybe even the Nick Fury head, if it wasn't a particular selling point for a decent gun. In fact, I would have even given up the pistol if the opportunity was there for a, uh, a decent weapon, because... 
you know, you've got this kick-ass helmet and this kind of really tactical-looking dude, and he comes with a, you know, a pistol. And I really like that um, assault rifle that came with the original Hydra agent. I think that's actually quite a cool-looking sort of gun, and so having these guys really kitted out with a decent weapon would have been awesome. So that was a bit of a disappointment for me. But, I mean, hey, you know, three heads, a gun and an arm. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, at least with this figure, if you do want him to hold the pistol, he has a trigger finger to put in the trigger, unlike someone else that we will talk about in a moment. <laughs> do you know why I think that is? I think they've actually got flexible. Like Their fingers are actually flexible. Remember when they were sculpted out of such hard plastic there was no give? These yeah. ones, when you pull the pistol out, the finger sort of naturally you know, moves back, which yeah. I think is actually... But he's still got mind. a separate... Like, his, the, his trigger finger is still... It's, it's separate from the rest of the hand. A yeah. separate yeah. piece. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about, uh, say, about Nick Fury? And I, just, yeah. I just think that Dirk Anger head is really, really cleverly done with that. You know, with his lens thing, the green yes. lens doodad that... His Saiyan scatter. Yes. Yeah, I actually think um, I actually think the engineering in that is really, really clever. Now, so, that, I, now that I've clicked to who it is, I'm so excited about this other head. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It's that's it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had him posed with my machine man. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah. Just going back What's... to the three heads thing, I yep. don't think any have. I think the closest we had was in the two pack line when we had um, the same body sculpt used for Dum Dum, the generic shield ja- shield agent, and Nick Fury. Mm. <gasps> was but you still heads? only got two. You only got two out of the three, though. You only got two out of the three in any two pack. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Hmm. There you go. Sweet. Right. Well, uh, speaking of uh, missing trigger fingers, why don't we move on to Nuke? Nuke. Yes. So, He's big. So, yeah, Nuke's big. So this is the is this the Hyperion? It's it's the Hyperion torso, yeah. and I would even go so far as to say that from the waist down, he's actually new. I thought maybe it was crossbones at first, but it is not crossbones. So I'm going to go out on a line. Uh, I out on a limb here, and this will probably be where I was wrong again in next week's show. But um, I actually think, yeah, from the waist down, this is a, a whole new figure. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't think of anyone no. that it came off. I sort of had mm. a look through, but yeah. he's got the kind of cargo pants with knee pads and um, pouches. Um, yeah. I could see it being reused for a crossbones down the line. Well, you'd have to uh, think that they've got other plans yeah. for this to do. Yeah. 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 Given how tight Hasbro are in the in the sort of um you know, reuse and stuff like that, you you'd have to think that they've planned out at least two or three figures where this could be reused. I mean no one comes to mind immediately, but yeah, he has a, a separate piece which is a vest and is this a new thing? <laughs> Yeah, uh, sure it has to be. I've never seen this before. It's got a it's got a scabbard on the back for his um mm, a knife as well. Kind of a tad awkward having it, you know, over the shoulder. But anyway, <laughs> it's actually removable. It's completely removable. You can actually take it off and, and go bare chested if you want. The, yeah, oh, I wouldn't know. But anyway, the um, I'll take your word for it. How do? You, oh, I see. There you mm, go. It's, hey, everyone, some... it's removable. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, a fair bit of tooling for this guy, I think. You know, thinking about the 
the the wave and where this figure you know, might have originally been intended to be or whatever. That to me, there seems like there is a lot of tooling for this guy because his um his this guy comes with two heads, with which both would have been um, custom tooling for mm. sure because he's yeah. got um, the crew cut, but then also his mask is all definitely there's sculpting for the the masks. Um, I wonder if because uh, spoilers for Marvel's Netflix show because he turns up in Jessica Jones, um, you know whether that sort of put him on to that level of being a slightly more known okay. character. Maybe mm-hmm. they got him yep. on. Yep. Well, I reckon I- that's why we got Copperhead because he's meant to be mm. in the um, cotton mouth. Cotton mouth. Thank you. Yep. He's mm. meant to be in the Luke Cage. Um, series so that makes sense i also wonder whether you know nuke for those people that don't know is um a frank miller creation and he's kind of you know he was a bit of a statement about um america's Mm. uh visibility in assorted conflicts and whatnot and um he has an american flag tattooed uh over most of his face and because this is actually, you know, some sort of pamper or something like that, uh, I could actually see this head fairly easily being reused and it not being immediately obvious if um, it was just painted hmm. in a single sort of tone. Uh, I mean, it's really just a, a sort of GI head yeah, if yeah. you if you yeah. take yeah. the flag out of it. So, yeah. um, I mean, I was actually really impressed with just how neat this figure is. There isn't oh, a, a huge yeah. amount of extra detail. Like, it's not like the boots and, and all that have a, um, you know, a wash or dirt or anything, neither does the pants. It's all fairly straightforward and cast in the assorted colours. But um, everything works quite well. The second head, um, yeah. too, is really amazing. The paintwork on that is... Well, the sculpting, too, like the, you know, because he's mm. got his you know, skin coming mm-hmm. off and um, metal underneath, and, like, it's really impressive. There's a lot going on, and it's really, really neat. Like, it's, it would be very easy for this figure to have a slop because you've got to try oh, yeah. and do the, the metal skull kind of underneath the flesh mm. as well as the flag as well as everything else going on that that large cybernetic eye yes um and it's yeah. it's all really nicely detailed yeah yeah my my only nitpick with the second head is that as a comics reader that bald head was when he was going through sort of a fat marlon brando apocalypse now <laughs> kind of right. phase <laughs> so it, yeah. it doesn't really kind of go with that uh body bucks so i i i'm kind of surprised they you know just didn't keep that same um hair sculpted one and have the crush there or what was some what was that in a different look that was was in secret avengers uh death of wolverine death Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, that's right yeah and my only other little quirk which i find which is a bit annoying is the way the grenades are stuck on the, the vest like that's that's kind of like World War Two kind of thing. I mean, for years and years and years, de- um, grenades have actually been stored in pouches, so it's a bit kind of awkward. But um, no, you know. So he comes with a pretty funky um, gun. Crap gun. Crap gun. Um, but he, it, it, which is very awkward for him to hold because there is a space for the trigger finger to fit into, except he doesn't have one. I don't know why they included this. This is just a repaint of an existing weapon. Yeah. And I think the only reason they chose it is because it's big um, and he's a big dude. But 
Didn't didn't Crossbones in the Thunderbolt set come with a big ass gun? A chain gun, yeah. Which why didn't they just re? I suppose the only thing is cost, perhaps. But yeah, I, I think it would just have been size in the packaging for yeah. it. Because yeah, he's got. I think yeah. is it Betsy? He calls it the chain gun. Yeah. Like it's, it's an actual like weapon with a name, you know, sort of associated with the character. He's he's got some sort of like Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not going to make it into my display um, because it's just so weird. I'm just going to use the knife. I think that he looks better with the knife. Well, I mean, there's plenty of guns around. I mean, you know, I'd be inclined to look for, um, you know, a cheap Terminator figure or something and steal a minigun from that. What? uh, Who did this gun come with? Was this the new... That was was the the AIM soldier, I think. Ah, the AIM one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty shit. (laughs) All right, anything else about Nick? I'm just really impressed with that second head, and I, I'm glad that dudes like this get a look in, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take this over an apology figure any day. Yeah. Although if they are picking them from Jessica Jones, I would like an actual Jessica Jones figure from the comics at some point. That would be nice. Thanks, Hasbro. <laughs> Pretty, um, like, they would be able to do it fairly easily without any tooling. Um. You know, if it was her jewel costume or... Yeah, see, I, I think I'd want her Jessica Jones detective star one. Uh, or, a, you know, may, maybe Hasbro would never do it, but an alias Jessica Luke Cage two-pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on to Red Guardian. Now, if you're thinking, who, the what now? Um, Red Guardian is uh, on the uh, box. It's uh, Russia's answer to Captain America. Mm. Um, but as Ben said, he has not been around. This is Red Guardian 1. Yes. Um, because this guy has not been around in the comics for... Well, complete... I'll, I'll play it subtle here, but complete the end theory that he might have a bit of him and the Winter Guard have a bit of a small cameo role in uh, Civil War. So I don't know if that it might be reasoning behind it's not official it's just fan theory at this stage but mm. yeah well i missed it <laughs> my biggest disappointment is i actually finished a custom of this dude not that long ago so i was actually going to do a, a wave oh, of six six ben. custom figures thank you ben that doesn't qualify figure. as a disappointment it is it is for me because i put a lot of work into that custom figure and then you, you go know. hooray now i've got you <laughs> well, i'll go yep I think I think mine's better because it's more accurate. Of but. course, of course, yours is better, Ben. It is. It's more accurate. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, nothing if not predictable. Um, now, now, hey, Ben, does your um? Uh, I'm not talking to you, so Eddie can ask me the questions. <laughs> does your Red Guardian have a really nasty black wash over his uh, um, chest? Yes, Eddie, mine does. <laughs> Yeah, it's really quite awkward. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's quite awkward, really. I mean, this is um, this figure is just a blatant copy of Captain America, and I don't mean that in terms of you know him (laughs) wielding a shield. I mean the recent Captain America. Yeah, 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 you can fuck off too. Um, (laughs) Wow, they really all they've done is put a new head on this dude, and and that's really it. Yeah, no, I just, um, this is one of those 
things I think that we've talked about before where uh, pieces are cast in different colors. Um, yeah. And so you've got your, and I really don't understand what's happened here because we've got the legs, the, um, you know, all the, the different leg parts, the shoulders, biceps um, are all obviously cast in red. And then I don't know what's happened. I think that the, chest piece is red as well but they've run a black wash over it really heavily not over the other pieces as well and certainly every every figure i've seen photos of is the same yeah and they've done it a bit over his face too around the eye sockets yeah. and things like that but it's quite awkward because um his boots are cast in white which look fantastic because yep. that's a really difficult color yep. to, to paint and his hands are white but the parts that make up the pirate gloves um on his forearms mm-hmm. uh have obviously been cast in red and then painted so that's a bit awkward yeah. um he's not quite comic accurate because of that belt um if you actually look at the actual mm. Red Guardian, he actually doesn't have a, a traditional belt like that. And um, so that's. But did you I've, see that the one thing they've done with the belt to try and make this buck different from Captain America is they've flipped the belt upside down so the buckle's on the other side? Oh, that's oh. clever. That just makes him it's, a lady. <laughs> left handed. Well, speaking of ladies. I, re- I hope, well, not that we will have to give up hope, but when we heard the rumor that this was Red Guardian, I was actually hoping for the second Red Guardian, who's a female character, who was a defender. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, not not a, a really major character in that comic, but an, an interesting character. And, mm. you know, in the kind of Bronze Age defenders that I really love. Um, yeah. So hopefully... You know, the fact that we've got him means that someday we might get her. Yeah. yeah. I think they did a good job on the shield, too, the fact that it's got no ridges on it of any kind. It's yeah. just completely flat and the, the, the star is well applied, too, and it's yeah. got a bit of a heavy watch on it uh, to balance it. I like I actually, sculpt. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, look, I think that all works really well. Mine's actually made from a um, DC Universe Classics Commander Steel Mm-mm. with that sort of um, thin head. Um I'm, you know, Eddie mentioned the the Winter Guard, but, you know, I remember them as the Soviet super soldiers. And yeah. one figure that has been on my custom list for since almost day one that I've never managed to be able to um, work out a solution is Ursa Major, who is, uh, who is of course, the guy that transforms into a, 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 a bear. And uh, yeah. that's one of the reasons I've put off doing this team because I, I see sort of Vanguard and that being, you know, Dark Star, et cetera, all being fairly easy to do, except for that dude. But yeah, yeah. So he's hoping that, you know, Marvel and Hasbro will actually, you know, take a take a look at stuff like this and, and not leave us hanging like, um, you know, Mattel did. Yes. And, you know, we do get some of these other characters. Yeah, well, look, before you do Ursa Major, could you please do Monica Rambeau? Please, 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 <laughs> please, please. please. Um, and and when, then when... Um, Marvel, well, sorry, when Hasbro makes her and we review them, I won't even pay you out for um, saying that you're disappointed and that your customer is better. Well, it is. I, <laughs> I believe you. I agree. 
I agree that your customer is bitter. You know what's going to happen? We're going to get Monica Rambeau, but she's going to be in her like the Ultimates uniform that she's currently wearing or something like that. Do you know what? Crazy. No, do you know what? I don't even care. You take it? <laughs> I mean, she's never had a terrible costume. I'll take Next Wave. I don't care. Like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, that's another Next Wave. We got a Dirk Anger before we got a Monica Rambeau. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. yeah. We could say that about a lot of figures. You know, I'm, I'm almost ready to work out how to do roller skates just so I can do that classic Baslock. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Polaris, please, just get, get onto it. Come on. All right, anything else about poor old Red Guardian? I'm Look, I'm, uh, you know, full full marks to um, the team at Hasbro for getting a character like this in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the stuff that keeps me coming back. Yeah. I mean, they actually have done a, well, they've done a three and three-quarter Red Guardian, although it really wasn't, like... Yeah. Um, so this is a much closer to a comic accurate version than that one was. So mm. there you go. And this is the stuff I think that also keeps lines exciting where you yes. don't always know what you're going to get in announcements when they yeah. come up. There are ones that really take you uh, from left to centre, which I think adds a bit of spice at you know convention time and that one we're waiting to see. Absolutely. Mm. And it gives people hope who are after things like Monica Rambeau that Absolutely. they might actually ever eventually get to. Absolutely. Shang-Chi. Okay. Shang-Chi, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that's been done. I've got one, I've got one more before I'm out, and that is the um, Black Panther. This is the movie version, which I did not – I didn't uh, – I got the four as a set um, from an eBay seller. I mentioned the trials and tribulations of actually trying to get it in hand and feeling the addiction. I won't go through that again. Um, but, gosh, I'm so glad I got this figure. Yeah. It's fantastic. And have you seen the crazy prices people are starting to ask for him here on the Australian eBay? Really? No. Like three digits. What? Damn yeah. it, I opened mine. Which I would like to point out, there is a second revision of this wave coming out that has two Black Panthers per case. So do yeah. not – I've seen some people spend around the $80, $90 on this guy. Goodness me. Just just a bit of patience, guys. Don't it's coming. Don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah, but he's a great figure. Oh, he is. So we've got the um, really detailed sculpt reflecting the um, – you know, the ridges, et cetera, that are in the movie uniform. Um, the thing that we were not sure about in the lead up to the film was the, uh, silver pieces or streaks on his helmet, but I didn't mind them in the film and I definitely don't mind them here. No, they can become canon as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Let's, let's not get carried away. (laughs) I think it was in the lead up. I, I mean, I could be wrong here. I don't think I ever vocally was out against the lines on his head, but I think what we were seeing a lot of in early things coming out is you deformed figures like your pops and things like that, where those yes, lines right. were very prominent. Whereas yeah. I do think they helped to just help it not be just a black um, sort of coloured face where all the detail blends in. It does add that character. Yeah, they're yeah. to it in the look, and they've done well here. Yeah. As much as I'm a, a a diehard for for this guy and his sort of classic sort of, I mean, you know, if you really want to be comic accurate, Kirby drew him with pupils, um, etc. But <laughs> Kirby's um, one's not canon. If you've read those stories, there. Blah, blah. <laughs> um, 
the new the new Black Panther from Marvel, um, Brian Steelfries is doing the art, and um, he's drawing the the mask much more cat like than um, what it traditionally is. Because yeah, so. the ears are kind of pointed backwards on him. Yeah, like, um, yeah. yeah, I quite like it. Mm. But so. this and the um, Chadwick Boseman, the second head sculpt on this, I actually. I do really like, but I think it is missing that sort of stubble colouring on him. He's just a bit too clean-shaven. Yeah, you're right. Mm, and head sculpt. Mm, yeah. um, but, you know, a good head to get for customs, for you know, whatever, even if you're not you know, interested in it for the, the movie theme because it's, you know, a African-American, um, you know, fairly neutral sort of mm, head sculpt mm. that you could use in other places as well. What what the other thing I really love about this figure is the articulation. Mm. Yeah, we've got double jointed knees. Um, the the claws are just fantastic. Um, yeah. and, and his his midsection crunch is just like you. Re- it almost feels very feline in the way he crouches over. Uh, so I actually really like his ab crunch and the way that sort of you can bend that over and he sort of becomes very feline in pose and crouches and yeah. uh, his wrist articulation gets in very nice slashing poses. So there's almost a le- level of character yes. to his articulation oh, and design, which I really love. And the, um, his claws are, his fingers are quite malleable, so they're not kind of fixed in that position. You can extend them a bit. Um, really nicely done. You know, we've had, uh, the first Black Panther was, um, on that horrible, you know, steroid shoulders buck. Um, but we have had a, a, a sorry. (laughs) I I love that figure. Really? Oh, look, yes. I, mean, I think it is a great figure, but I just don't like that buck. It's like the same as the Captain Amer- the Captain Britain. You know. well, see, I, I like that buck too. I think it works well for what? Black Panther. I think the problem was when they used it for Captain Britain and Ripclaw and uh, I think Wonder Man used it as well because it's got the vibranium weave in it. Yeah. <laughs> and that just doesn't come across on uh, Wonder Man. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is a great yeah, – this is definitely um, something that – I don't think that comic collectors would be uh, have too many objections to. Now, one weird thing with this guy's buck that I noticed is his neck is actually a separate piece to the upper chest buck, but it's not removable, but it's slightly loose. It's been added in there, and I was trying to work out what the design choice there was, whether they might have something down the line of him completely maskless with a human neck that was meant to go in there or why they would maybe, sort of do that as a separate thing. But, yeah. Maybe that's <clears> – I don't know. Is that uh, movie accurate? Well, no, because when he no. takes the no, mask right, off in no. the movie, he still has the neck piece there. So no, you're right. I don't – maybe it was changed because of that. Maybe they've got plans to use this for something completely different as a – Buck down the line, like yeah. they used Winter Soldier's arm for uh, Hawkeye or something. But yeah, it's not well, that he gets um, more mobility in his head from it. No, okay. no, it doesn't really add anything uh, movement-wise, does it, Eddie? No, because that, that's what I was thinking. That it might give him, yeah, like more articulation there in the head. But yeah, no, it's fairly locked in. It's just a loose piece. 
Just um, one more reason to get another shield agent is you could actually put um, the unmasked panther head on the shield agent and you've got Gabe Jones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, well, that's me done, and Eddie has got some other movie figures to talk to us about. i got a couple of the other ones here. So uh, first one I'll talk about is Captain America. Now, if you have the Avengers Age of Ultron uh, figure, you pretty much have this figure already except for some very minor paint changes. There's some like, white on his arms and the red stripes down his legs kind of go different ways and it's a darker blue uh, than the Age of Ultron, but they're the exact same buck and, yeah, it's just some fairly minor paint changes there. Uh, also kind of the same with the Winter Soldier Stealth Suit. Uses a lot of the same buck, obviously fairly different paint on that one and a different chest piece. But this is a guy we've kind of got over uh, a couple of times uh, through here. So you, I think most collectors kind of know what they're in for uh, with the Captain America. Uh, kind of disappointing you didn't come with a helmetless head. Uh, like mm. the other versions of this back head. Mm. Uh, but that said, I've already got a bunch of those heads that I can lock on to someone who's brought this guy a couple of times. Uh, so I'm not lacking for it. But uh, I do kind of hope that his legs aren't 100% accurate, either are his upper arms. So if he does keep using this suit in future films, I kind of hope they maybe update those pieces a bit. But it's kind of nice that they found a good cap uniform that they're sticking with in the actual movies, uh, at least for the most part. The other one from the single figures in this wave uh, is the Iron Man. Now, this guy is the complete opposite. He's actually 100% uh, new buck, and he's probably very closely behind Black Panther as one of my favourite figures in this cool. line. So his articulation uh, is fairly nice except for his hips, uh, which is kind of limited, but that's kind of just the Iron Man suit in general. Uh, we kind of picked on the blast effects for having kind of an icicle quality, but in hand I actually do quite like uh, unplugging them and playing them around with them. And one thing I didn't realise till I had this guy in hand and I was playing with him myself is those energy blasts actually do plug in very nicely into his foot pegs and you can get the blast effect from the feet as if he's flying through there. Uh, Swappable hands work quite well. You can get that sort of um, dainty hand flying pose that (laughs) Iron Man kind of does. Uh, And, yeah, suit's got a very nice red, sort of that cherry metallic colour with that speedboat kind of sparkle added in there, so very nice all around. The only thing is he does have them in the movie, but he's got sort of these little side vents on the edges of his helmet, and they're just slightly ever so bigger than they come across in the movie. Uh, I think they might be around proportionately the same size, but for some reason just on the figure they seem to stand out a little bit more, and that would just be another... How is he scale-wise with the other figures? He looks a little bit shorter in your photos. Is that... <laughs> that, that could just be my photos. Okay. Uh, I haven't noticed anything comparing them through. Okay. Like, he, he's actually, if anything, he's slightly bigger, but being in the suit, 
you kind of expect that if that makes sense there at all. But yeah, um, and uh, the other one that I was a big fan of on the movie side of things is the actual builder figure in this, which is uh, the giant man. Uh, and one of the things that I really love, we talked about the Black Panther then kind of capturing the character from the film. I was thinking before I actually had these in hand, uh, it's a shame that he'll probably have the painted eyes uh, rather than doing like a clear plastic with the eyes underneath. And I didn't realise they actually had done that for this figure and he's got that wonderful shocked expression <laughs> from Paul Rudd on his face underneath those eyes of just you know, pure delight that his growing giant plan is working and he's kind of got no idea but he's excited about what's going on and they just really captured that quite well underneath there uh, in the eyes. He's a nice figure. He's much shorter than he comes across in that film, but if you want to pose him with those sort of little two-inch Avengers type guys, uh, you might have a really great giant man through there. He's all, all completely new buck. Uh, running through there, uh, even completely different to the uh, Ant-Man we got in six-inch form a little while ago, but uh, fairly accurate to how he appears on the film. Some good ratchet joints in there and his articulation, so uh, he holds his poses fairly well, but I kind of like just having him there standing very stoic and... Yeah, really enjoying Fort Rudd's take on the character. So glad to have him in here. Hope we get sort of a six-inch basic version of him with his helmet soon uh, down the line. And the last thing I have here to talk about just as a little addition rather than give them their own toy of the week while we're covering this anyway is I also got the Civil War 2-pack, which one of the figures isn't even from the Civil War movie. Um, which is the Mark 32 Chameleon Armour Iron Man, which is the anti-stealth armour of, like, blue and orange colours that stand out. (laughs) (laughs) And to to nitpick, so this guy is a repaint of the uh, War Machine uh, Iron Patriot uh, buck, and it's not not even the right buck for this armour how it kind of appears, like uh, he kind of has bigger shoulder pieces and that. So it's it's probably the closest armour they had out of the bucks available, but I don't know who was really demanding this figure anyway. The colour application is nice. It is a nice shiny blue and orange, and there is something kind of cool about it, and it does stand out uh, in the grouping. But, yeah, it's just one of those ones that I really don't know who was asking for this one. But I do recommend picking up this set because the War Machine uh, that comes in it is awesome. So he's the War Machine design from Civil War. Uh, He's nice and chunky like War Machine is, and he comes with a ton of accessories. So he has uh, two pairs of hands. He's got closed fists and open palms. He's got two attachable machine guns with movable barrels that go underneath uh, both his forearms. He's got his uh, sort of taser stick uh, in full ignition and also a closed-up one that slides into a pocket there into his back. And he has two versions of the Gatling gun on his shoulder, one that's extended out and pointing and ready to shoot, and one that's just the top part of the barrels that you plug into the shoulder there so it looks as when the gun sort of draws away and packs in 
and some really good articulation, fairly solid sculpting going on here. Uh, same sort of hefty feel that the Iron Man figure from the single packs uh, that I just talked about kind of has. So very nice figure overall. So if you can, if you're a fan of uh, the movie figures and you can get this guy by himself, I do highly recommend uh, adding this guy in to your collection. He's pretty chunky too. He actually looks like a dude in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he definitely does uh, feel that way. But, oh, the one thing I forgot to mention, though, I don't know if maybe mine was missing something and I forgot to take photos of it to put up here uh, on our Facebook page, but the side of his legs has sort of like a whole piece in them. And I don't know if it's just meant the suit's meant to be that way or if there was something that was meant to plug in there that he either didn't come with or mine might have just been missing. But, uh, yeah, that was the only weird thing about him. But, yeah, he's a fairly hefty figure with tons of accessories, which always makes for fun to pick up and play around does, with. Does his curling iron actually... Oh, it does. It does stick into the armour, doesn't it? I can see the hole yeah, in your photos. Yeah, so it's it's two separate pieces. You've got one that's sort of uh, stuck out and ignited and one that's just sort of the end piece that you yeah. plug in, mm-hmm. so it's there ready for him to grab and pop out. Cool. Does Hyvie's Iron Man come with a, um, a working at heights permit and an ACTU membership? Uh, uh, <laughs> it darn well should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any more Iron Man or War Machines. No. Like, no. ever. <laughs> kind of done with it. Because, of course, I've got all the six-inch Iron Man figures that came out. Remember when, um, I think it was Iron Man 2, there was all those, you know, yes. Volcano Iron yep. Man and an yep. Iceberg Iron Man. I've got all of those, so I've well. got dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Well. Hmm. See, I don't mind, as a movie fan, I don't mind picking them up as they appeared in the movies if there's changes to the marks in the armour. But, yeah, some of the ones. Oh. And so also, it is also one, I don't mean to be mean to War Machine, but for a fella who's had not the largest roles in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's gotten a lot of figures where mm-hmm. I know there's one coming later in the year, but, you know, we're still kind of waiting on a Falcon uh, to come through or, um, you know, we haven't even had a vision uh, locked in, but we've had so many uh, new sculpts on War Machines. Well, I think um, fans of this movie are going to be pretty happy ultimately in the figure department. There are quite a few other characters that seem to be ultimately be getting some sort of treatment. So, um, you know, it's a... Uh, I, I think this is a great way of... I think I, I, if I was more of a um, fan of the movie figures, the builder figure would really tempt me because I do just love Paul Rudd in this role. Um, yeah. I think it's just magical, really inspired casting that, you know, um, but it's just not a rabbit hole I want to go down. So I will, I'm happy with what I got, <laughs> but I am really happy that I, that I chanced upon the Black Panther because that is a great figure that really does work for me. Mm. Yes. Cool. Anything else that we need to say about this particular set of toys? No, keep them coming. No. Okay, well then let's consider them broken down. And uh, that wraps up our discussion topic. We will take a short break before we come back with some feedback to wrap the show up for good. New from the Disney movie Hercules. Hercules, strongest man alive. Your Hercules. 
Prove yourself and save the world from Hades. With sword, with axe, with tribal, defeat the evil Nessus. And with Pegasus, crush the monster Cyclops. Extraordinary, legendary, Hercules. Hercules, strongest man alive. Hercules figures, each sold separately. Powerflex Hercules coming soon. We love hearing from you, and you can contact us via email at podcast.actionfigureblues.com, on Facebook, where we are Action Figure Blues, Twitter at AF Blues, on Instagram at Action Figure Blues, um, or you could just kind of shout out the window and hope that somebody hears it. If you would like your feedback read out on the show, then one of the earlier methods would be preferred. And uh, sometimes we even give feedback to ourselves, and Adam, that's what you've got to kick us off with this week. Sure do, Scott. So John would like to write in and uh, apologize. He says, I realized listening back that I said tibia slash fibia for arm bones. Those are leg bones. I should have said radius and ulna. <laughs> yes, John. Yes, you should. I like that. <laughs> Those are leg bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's uh, one, you know, universal wrong that has been corrected. There you go. <laughs> And, Eddie, you've got our next little piece of feedback from Facebook. I do, and it comes from our friend Dean Schaefer, and he says, Great episode, and Ben wins with the AT-AT driver. Mm. Now, i got to be honest, I'm actually um, an episode or two behind in my AFB listening, and so this actually makes no sense to me. No worries. Did Ben so, get in a drag race with no, no, an AT? No, no, no. So, well, actually, my bit of feedback uh, kind of helps explain it. So, last week we introduced a brand new segment called the ABCs of Toy Collecting, which was a brainchild of Justin, and that's where we're going to be taking uh, turns going through the alphabet and talking about one uh, piece from our collection that matches different letters, and so last week they did A to F, and Ben kicked it off with the Star Wars AT-AT driver. Um and John said at the time, Dean Schaefer is going to be very happy about this because apparently he is the AT-AT driver's number one fan. Ah. So there you go. Uh, but we also got an email from Randy. And Randy, thank you for emailing every week and telling us you really enjoy the show. Um, this week he also said, I love the ABCs of toy collecting segment. Great idea, and I can't wait to hear the rest. Cool. Yay. And the good thing about it is, too, that I reckon because there are so many of us and we collect so many different things, that's the kind of thing that once we get through the alphabet the first time, I reckon we can probably turn around and do it again. So We do numbers. <laughs> what? Oh. Or we do the Greek alphabet and do, like, Alpha oh. Flight and awesome. um, alpha. Project Zeta. Oh, wow, um, that's deep, man. A mega so, beam. Yeah. Oh, well, so I think if you've got – well, don't do it all now. Hello. Okay. <laughs> If, uh, if you've got ideas of how we could innovate on that, then please let us know because we really do enjoy hearing your feedback. And uh, with that, we're done. Yay! Yay! Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. 221 episodes, still going strong. Yay! Yay but I've got to go to bed. Right. Good journey, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Call your mom. Make sure she's okay. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. 
We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. It almost feels very feline in the way he crouches over, which is sort of almost character in the figure. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. My wife is being really mean and scaring me outside the window. I hate you. <laughs> Far out. It's not funny. It's not you call funny. Call yourself a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> well, we knew Simon was going to die in this episode. We just thought it was going to be scary. <laughs> that scared the. That's the twist. That scared the. Beep out of me. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 221, for the week of Wednesday, the 18th of May, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. Adam. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow and David Boy's Toys and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Kotobukiya Marvel Now Artifacts Magic Statue, the SH Figure Arts Ranma One Half Ranma Satomi Girl Type, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Hasbro Captain America Infinite Legends Giant Man Wave. Nailed it. Yay, let's, let's banter. For the week of Wednesday the 18th of May, what a week to release a podcast. The week of... Yeah, yeah, I don't know why we do that. I know I did it. It made I'm sense. Just huh? It's an awesome week to release a podcast. Yeah. <coughs> Is it because you're a comic person and your week begins on a Wednesday back in the old days? I, I go by Wednesday. Something a bit more extravagant than that. But yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, that's what we do now. I was just referring, you know. Dropping subtle hints that Wednesday the 18th of May was my birthday, but since none of you fuckers are picking it up, we'll just move right on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, gee, yeah, I don't know. Facebook hasn't told me yet. <laughs> <laughs>